want to discover or maybe revise the purpose of the Holy Spirit, the function of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer, uh, so that you are able to understand how to allow him or how to walk with him and how to be ministered to by the Holy Spirit. I think I will begin with the, just a little bit of a foundation that if you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, Jesus is promising. He's always emphasizing that he will go. And in the book of John, several times he emphasizes that and he says, but if I'm going, I will not leave, give you another helper. He makes this promise. And we can find this in a number of scriptures in the Bible. Jesus, but this time in a different formation. I think last time Clive did allude to the truth that who Jesus was physically to the 12, to the 70, to the 120, is exactly what the Holy Spirit is now to you and me. But the Holy Spirit is no longer working with us physically. He is in us. And we are in Christ Jesus. Come on, this is beautiful. It's not beautiful but mathematics. He's in us and we are in him. When you walk, they don't see him, but they see you. But unknown to them, you are in Christ and he is in you. They can only see that by the fruit that we produce. I with you. In those days, it Peter, John, and the other guys, Jesus was by their side, physically. But he says, you know what? I will have to go. So you can enjoy this mystery. So you can enjoy this thing that the Father has for you. He is going to come, the Holy Spirit. And then who is this Holy Spirit? Jesus promises him according to his function. He just doesn't say the Holy Spirit will come, no? He specifies the function of the Holy Spirit, why he is coming. He is coming to do this one huge ministry that we need to understand, all of us, as we, as we move on. Is the screen working? I think I need to, to see something now. So, the first thing, the first function, which is the first or which is in the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ, is that the Holy Spirit is coming to help us. He is our helper. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, we don't just sit here, no, I mean, unable to do anything or not knowing what to do. Yes, we might not know what to do, but guess what? We have a helper. We don't need any man or anything else to help us concerning the church, concerning the kingdom of God, concerning the ways of the Lord, concerning what you ought to be doing. God has given us another helper who is the Holy Spirit. Let's read John chapter 14, verse number 16. I think that's where we start. It talks 
clearly about this. And Jesus says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Now forever means that every second of your life, he is with you. He doesn't leave you. And this fulfills the promises in the Old Testament that I will be with you till the end. Are you with me there? Those promises are already fulfilled in this promise. Because the helper has come and the helper is with you forever. That's the big role of the Holy Spirit. He is going to come to help you and to be with you forever. John 15 verse 26, what does Jesus say? Let's discover that. John 15 verse number 26. Are you there? But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will be a witness about me. I am looking at the word helper, but there are a lot of other things that have already been said in that scripture. We'll look at them later. The helper is coming. This is a promise. What the Spirit will do. And remember the helper came in Acts chapter 2. Yeah? He came to do exactly what Jesus had promised. To help them. That's why he says to them, like I said last week, go and tarry a little bit in Jerusalem. Don't do anything until you are endowed with power. By the helper. Because you can't do without the help of the helper. So they had to wait in the upper room until he arrived. Jesus keeps the promises. And when he came, he did help them. That's why we are sitting here today. John 16 verse number 7. There is another way Jesus puts it there. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For I do not go away. Sorry, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit's role, number one role, is to help the church. We have a helper. He helps us with everything. He helps us with everything concerning this life. There is nothing about your life that he is unable to handle for you. He is your helper. Before you come to a man for help, consult the helper. And remember, you don't need any data to call this helper. He lives in you. It's a little bit expensive to call Clive or to call Vesey or myself or somebody else. But the Holy Spirit... He is available. The line is always open. And that line cannot suffer network challenges. It's always open. So, there you are. With the helper who is always available. And will not say, no, I am too busy. I will see you on Sunday. He will not say, today is the Sabbath, I'm not working. He is at work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. 
every second, every minute. He is there helping you. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say you have a helper. You want somebody to help you with your husband, the Holy Spirit is there. To help you with your wife, the Holy Ghost is there. Don't beat their mouth, ask the Holy Spirit to tune the tongue. Because he knows how to do it. Better for the glory of God. This thing keeps, Clive says it is wrong position. It's not me, it's Clive. Right. But are you with me this morning? That we have a helper in the body of Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, the body of Christ is not supposed to struggle like the world. Believers are not supposed to struggle like the world. Do you know that in the world they feel like God has abandoned them? They think that God doesn't care about them. Yeah? When they see what is happening all over the world in Zimbabwe, in Africa in general, they think God has God. God doesn't care about Africa. God doesn't care about people anymore. That is their thinking. But you and me know that in the midst of the challenges, in the midst of the circumstances, we have a helper who is God himself, who is there to help us. The truth is Jesus mentions that the world does not know this helper. But you and me know him. And we know and we are confident that he is there. He is not on the roof. He is not in Bengalese. He is not in garments. He is not anywhere else. But he is inside of a believer. As long as you are born again and born of God, this helper indwells you eternally. So learn to listen from inside of you. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God speaks from inside of a believer. That's why you will always feel it here. Are you with me? So you have a help. What are you struggling with this morning? The helper is there. Talk to him. Consult him. He knows what you are struggling with. He's waiting for you. To allow him to help you. You see, he is a gentleman. He doesn't force himself. Revelation says, Behold, I stand by the door knocking. That's what they say. Eh? Knock, knock, knock. If you don't open, he doesn't kick the door. No, he doesn't break the door. He stands and he never tires knocking. He keeps knocking. This morning, he is still knocking. You're struggling with that, those thoughts, whatever it is. I'm here. If you open, he says, I will dine with you. I will come in and dine with you. He's not coming empty-handed. He's carrying his own stuff so he can make the table and dine with you. But look at you, you are struggling and you are like everyone else in the world. Can I encourage you this morning that you have a better helper, a better advocate. He cannot be compared to anything. He is the best you can wish for. By the way, there is no other spirit that God will send for you. Save the Holy Spirit, whom he has already sent. Holy Spirit come. No, he came. 
You're looking forward for him to come and touch you. No, he touched you long ago. The problem, you want to feel the touch like a physical touch. It is a spiritual thing. It's a divine thing. It's a supernatural thing. You have been touched by the Spirit. Talk to your neighbor and say you have been touched. I want to feel it like electricity. Yes, but you have been touched. Not feeling it doesn't mean it's, he is not there. It's been done already. Are you with me this morning? We have a helper, ladies and gentlemen. And his name is the Holy Spirit. And the scriptures we read said that he is the spirit of truth. Yeah. Nothing else but truth. This leads me to my point number two. What's the function of the Holy Spirit in a believer? He is our teacher. He helps us through teaching us. He is our teacher. We have a teacher. Let's go back to John chapter 14, verse number 26. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He teaches better than Brother KK. Better than Clive. He teaches you so well, he makes no mistake. Men are prone to mistakes. Yeah? Can men can misinterpret the word of God and misinterpret the message of God, but the Holy Spirit can't. There is no room for mistakes in him. The Bible says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. He will teach you all things. There are many things that Jesus did not teach the disciples because they were not ready for those things yet. So he went and they sent the Holy Spirit who would then teach them all the things. Not only that, but also bringing them to remembrance to what he had said to them. Because what the Holy Spirit is teaching is in line with what he said. So in case they thought this was a new thing, the Holy Spirit will remind them that remember what the Lord said. Remember what the Lord said. Remember what the Lord said. Then they link to wow. And the Bible is revealed to them. And they know that. So we have a great teacher, ladies and gentlemen, in the church. The number one teacher in the body of Christ is the Holy Spirit. Our biggest challenge is we listen to men more than the Holy Spirit. Our biggest challenge is many believers want to be taught of men rather than of the Holy Spirit. The biggest challenge is you. If there is no man standing before you, you are not hearing. And yet you have the teacher inside of you. And you are struggling with things that he ought to teach you. Don't ask men. Ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the teacher inside of you. And he keeps reminding you of the finished work on the cross. That's the starting point. You're struggling, remember the cross. You're struggling, remember 
the cross. Remember what the Lord said. Remember what the Lord did. Remember he died. He rose again. Because all of our life as believers is linked to the cross. And the Holy Spirit is not here to tell us any other stories. Let me put it this way. Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Spirit doesn't tell you who is bewitching you. Yeah? He has no business with those things. He tells you what Jesus has done for you. In the midst of the witchcraft around you, what matters is what Christ has done. Because he wants you to focus on Jesus Christ. Any other spirit that keeps telling you about who is bewitching you, your troubles, your problems, and the luck is a wrong spirit. It's called the spirit of error. It's a foul spirit. It's a lying spirit. Are you with me? And a lot of our people in the body of Christ are running after that foul spirit. Because it is a cultural thing, a main tradition. I don't know about you. Where I grew up, we used to go to Ngangas so that they could tell us the future. Tell us who is doing what. Tell us this and that. That's the same thing. Running after spirit mediums. And you say it is of Christ. I want to stand here this morning as a servant of God and say that is a foul spirit. You follow it at your own peril. But inside of you is the Spirit of God. The Spirit of truth who is teaching you all things. He teaches you business. He teaches you how to be a father, how to be a mother. He teaches you parenting. He teaches you anything that you can think of. All things pertaining to the kingdom of God, he teaches you. All things pertaining to this life, he teaches us. We are well taught by the Spirit of God. And First John chapter 4 talks about the anointing teaching. Ladies and gentlemen, the anointing of God is the Holy Spirit. I know that people are after the so-called anointing. Yeah? They follow people because they say they follow the anointing. You see, ignorance is not defense when it comes to these things. And Paul says concerning spirituals, ladies and gentlemen, I don't wish that you were ignorant. How God anointed the man, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and power. Yeah? The oil in the Old Testament was a resemblance of the Holy Spirit. Who has come? Yes, James says, go to the, the elders. If you are sick, they will anoint you with oil. Congratulations. It doesn't mean it is the anointing. All of you here have been anointed. So what other anointing are you looking for? If there is an anointing, you have to pursue, pursue yourself. Because you are anointed of God. Even if you keep quiet, you are hearing me this morning. Are you with me? You have a teacher. Allow the spirit to teach you. Ladies and gentlemen, there are so many false teachers out there. And Jesus warned us about false teachers. They will come. They have come. 
severe ones are coming. If you can't listen to the teaching of the Holy Spirit inside of you, you will be misled. This is the time for believers to sit down and say, Holy Spirit, teach us. Help us to judge the spirits. Help us to understand the spirits. That one, is it you or not? He will tell you cleanly and fairly and squarely and truthfully and faithfully. That is wrong. That is of God. That is not of God. He teaches us all things. Talk to your neighbor and say, be taught of the Holy Spirit. Yes, his ministry is to teach and remind us what Jesus taught and said. The Holy Spirit is never self-serving. He serves, he serves Jesus. Let me put it this way. Your duty and my duty as believers is to continue with what Jesus started to do and preach. The Holy Spirit will not teach you anything outside that realm. He will not teach us to do what Jesus did not do or did not say we must do. He will teach us what Jesus did and what he said we must do. And that's why Jesus says, if you believe in me and have faith in me, the things I do, you shall also do. And greater things than this. And the Holy Spirit is there to show us the things Jesus did, because that is what you should be doing. And what he preached, this is what you should be preaching. Unfortunately, we preach a lot of things which Jesus did not say we must preach. And which the Holy Spirit never said we must preach. But we preach through the spirit of the world because it is fashionable to do so. Because we are in the end times, we preach what people want to hear, not what God has instructed us to preach. May God deliver you from those kind of ears so you can want to hear the voice of the teacher, the Holy Spirit. He's not going to teach you your likings, your passions. No, he will teach you what is of Christ, what is of God, what is of the kingdom of God. And many things that are of Christ are are not necessarily our likings. Yeah, They sort of like, they go against your passions (laughs) because they must bring you in this order. Ladies and gentlemen, in the order of God, there are fat things for you. In the order of God, there are great things for you. In the order of God, there is great wealth for you. There is great peace and joy for you. The little peace and joy you are enjoying in these all other things is just but little. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to teach you and to bring you in order and to order your steps, there is greatness there. There is good life there. There is power there. 
There is joy, there is peace, there is completeness, there is wholeness. The Bible says the things, the parts of the Lord drip with fat things. That's Psalm 68. They drip with fat things. Come on, man. You are busy with the thin things which look fat. They aren't fat. They just appear like. And yet in the parts of the Lord which the Spirit of God ought to uh, guide you into, they are fat things. Maybe you could say to your neighbor, in the Spirit, you are fatter than you think. I say it in the spirit. Because that's where the things are here. Inside of you. He's our teacher, ladies and gentlemen. He's teaching us. Number three, let's move on because we need to to tie up everything. He testifies of Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit in a believer testifies of the Lord Jesus Christ. John 15, verse number 26. That's where we are. But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth. I love the emphasis. The spirit of truth, meaning there is a spirit of untruth somewhere. The spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will be a witness about me, Jesus. That's all. He testifies of Jesus to you. He doesn't witness anything else but Jesus. That's why I said he doesn't tell you about what the devil is doing around you because he does not witness the devil. He tells you what Christ is doing and has done for you. Because he must talk about Jesus. Are you with me this morning? So we have this in us, ladies and gentlemen, that keeps testifying about Jesus. The Holy Spirit is Christ-oriented. His witness is authentic. He knows Jesus because him and Jesus are one. There's no one else who knows Jesus better than the Holy Spirit because it is himself. (laughs) So his witness of Jesus is firsthand. It's very authentic. He is the spirit of truth and nothing else. We as believers be a witness concerning Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. Any man without the Holy Spirit cannot be a witness for Jesus. We can only talk about Jesus through the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit in us because he is the one who testifies about Jesus. Every believer who has received the Holy Spirit, who believes in the Lord Jesus, will always be a witness of Jesus. Because the Spirit that drives you talks about no one else but Jesus Christ. So if you find the Spirit in you talking about your prophet, uh, talking about all the other things, spiritual things, it might be that 
There is now a wrong one. Because the right one, the spirit of truth, Jesus. Jesus. Left, right, and center. He makes you love Jesus. He makes you feel excited talking about Jesus. He makes you able to stand and say, Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Jesus didn't say this. Jesus said APCD. Yeah? You are not going to conform to any pattern because the spirit in you tells you do not conform to the patterns of the world. Do not conform to the standards of the world. And even you go voting on Wednesday, the Holy Spirit in you will keep telling you, this one I have rejected. This one will hurt you. This one is fine. Don't reject the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. It could be your father that you think you want to vote for, but if they are a fool, don't. Yeah, because you will be in trouble. How amazing that believers will go and vote for demons. And when they are now in trouble, they go to God, please help us. Help us. Come on. Don't you think you are trying to make God a fool? He doesn't behave like that. You chose it. Leave it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Don't be as radical as I am. I don't attend prayers for Zimbabwe. No, I don't. Because the guys there, most cases, are actually crazy. Yeah, the things they ask you to do are unscriptural as far as I'm concerned. You put this, and now you are tortured, and you want God to do what? Leave me alone. And leave God alone. The Holy Spirit teaches us all things. Let's move on. I need to hurry over my time. What does he do? He guides us. Or he leads us. John 16 verse 3. The Holy Spirit guides us. Don't show the scripture 1 Corinthians 1, 13 and 14. I think I made an error. But he guides us. John 16 verse 13. Let's see what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit. It says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. I love this. He is the spirit of truth. And he guides you into all the truth. He's talking up to the disciples here. Let me put it this way. There is so much truth that Jesus has not spoken to the disciples. And the Holy Spirit is going to guide them into this truth. And guess what? That truth has already been revealed in the New Testament. You and me already have that truth in the New Testament. There is no other truth. No other truth the Holy Spirit will guide you into that is not in the New Testament. That's not in the Bible. Let me say this again. There is no other truth that the Holy Spirit will guide you into, that is not in the Bible. For anything the Holy Spirit leads us into, it is in the Word of God. 
Because this word must come through in your life. He does not teach us anything outside the word. So Jesus is saying, okay, I am going, guys. But the Holy Spirit, when he comes, the spirit of truth, he is going to guide you into all the truth. And he began to reveal the truth. And they began to write the truth. And they wrote the truth for you and me. Now the role of the spirit in you and in me is to make us understand this truth. Which already has been revealed. Do you want God to reveal anything to you? Read your Bible. Particularly the letters of Paul. Going onwards. If you want to know about you, about the church, about your behavior, your role, your everything, go and read the Bible. The New Testament. Particularly from Romans onwards. Are you with me this morning? First of all, read the book of Acts, which shows you how believers must act and behave themselves. When you now know, then you can hear the other teachings. Then you move. Are you looking for truth of the kingdom? Here. Don't go to Njelele. It's here. Don't go to any shrine. It's easy. Here. And that truth is revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. And he is guiding you into this truth. Are you with me this morning? The Holy Spirit guides us into all the truth, the further truth that already has been revealed in the New Testament. He fulfills this work today by granting us understanding of that truth. And we call it revelation. We call it the rema, eh? the locos, whichever way you want to put it. He reveals it to you. And then he said, wow. If he says anything to you, check it against the scriptures. If you don't find it in the scriptures, it might be another spirit. You heard me this morning. You have the helper. You have the teacher. You have the guide inside of you. He is inside of you. He does not speak on his own. Let's read on. Go back to that scripture. Thank you. For he will not speak on his own authority. He doesn't speak of his own, the Holy Spirit. He speaks of Christ. But whatever he hears, he will speak. Whatever he hears from whom? Hmm? Whatever he hears in social media, from the prophets, whatever he hears from Jesus, yeah, that's what he speaks. What he hears from the Father, that's what he speaks. And nothing else. He's a good messenger. He's a good advocate. He doesn't want you to be ignorant of the affairs of the kingdom. No, he doesn't want you to be ignorant of what the Father is doing and has done around you. He tells you those things. So that you and the Father are in one platform. 
Are you with me? Because the Bible says, as he is in heaven, Jesus Christ, so are we here on earth. And guess who makes us the we here on earth be like Jesus? The Holy Spirit. Because he reveals Christ to you and me. Guys, do you know that we are so powerful? Just sit and remember, just imagine how Jesus is this morning in heaven on the right hand of the Father. Just imagine how he is. And the Bible says, so are you. Here. Sitting here. Do you believe that's an eternal truth? That's the mystery. It's not for here. It's for here. It's a faith thing. Probably your image of Christ is wrong because you are looking at this massive mancho thing and like, no, 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 no. As slender as you are, it's not about your physical man. It's about your inner man. Inside of you, you are stronger than Goliath. You are stronger than that boy in Harare who pulls buses. Please, somebody give him a job, a better job. You're stronger than him. Inside of you, your only gym is the Holy Spirit. He's the one who exercises your spiritual muscles. To be like Jesus. In all you do. I'm about to finish. Let's get back to my scripture. But whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. When we walk with the Holy Spirit, we are not blind. We know tomorrow. We know what is ahead. That's why we can stand and say, listen. It doesn't matter the outcome of the election. It could be worse. It could be good. We are, we are, he was talking and I, di- I didn't want to say, listen, there is no good or bad, it shall be. Go and read your Bible. We will be here worshiping. Who said it has got to be beautiful for us to be strong? Then there is no faith. Whether it cause hellwire or whatever, you, you and me, Led by the Holy Spirit, with our faith in Christ Jesus, we shall excel. We don't need the peace of the world to have the peace of God or to become that which God wants us to become. No, we are it with or without. So are you afraid? Don't be afraid. The Lord is with you. He, he lives, lives inside of you. And he knows what he is doing. Even if you keep quiet, you hear the voice of the Lord this morning. Let me finish with this one. He strengthens us. The Holy Spirit, he strengthens us. This is the last one. Ephesians 3, verse 16 and 17. He strengthens us. The Holy Spirit. Let's read that scripture. That according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. 
through his spirit. The spirit of God is called the Holy Spirit. He is called the spirit of truth. The spirit of power. The Bible says we have not received a spirit of fear, but the spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. The spirit who gives you power, who gives you love. The Bible says in Romans 5, his love has been shed abroad in our hearts. Yeah? So that's the spirit we have. He gives us truth. He gives us power. He gives us life. He gives us enlightenment. He gives us wisdom. He gives us knowledge. He gives us understanding. That is the Holy Spirit. He strengthens us in the inner man. I might look timid, but inside of me I am a lion. I will eat you up. Devil. You get what I'm talking about? Because the issue is the inner man, not the outer man. God looks into the heart. God deals with the heart of a man. The spirit of the Lord indwells you inside of you. And he makes you strong. That's why the Bible says he is our comforter. He is our counselor. He counsels you. I have a problem here, Holy Spirit. How do I do this? He does it. Pa, pa, pa. And you are done. One other day, we were doing a course at Holiday Inn. These humanitarian and development things. And these young people that I was with, you needed to pass the course and the pass mark is 86%. If you get 80% or 85%, you are deemed to have failed in that thing. So we're sitting there. It's new to me. I have never done it. And it's strange things that they are talking. And these young people are really trying to enjoy it. And one of them says to me, ha, I will not be number last here. Brother KK will be number last. Yeah, he didn't even say Brother KK, he said Pastor KK will be number last. I loved and said to the Holy Spirit, did you hear what they are saying? I shall be first. That's what they mean. The examination came, it's online, they mark it there and there. While you are writing, you are seeing your score mark. Cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. Before 10, 15, 20 minutes, I was done, out with my 90% pass rate. Yeah? And I waited for them outside. <laughs> they are taking 30 minutes, 40 minutes, one hour. How? You were the first, according to you. And I was last. But because of the Holy Spirit, I am first and I'm done. I'm going to have a drink. To say thank you, Holy Ghost, you have shown that we don't depend on our intellect, but on the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, he strengthens us. He's our helper. He can help you with the examinations. Don't undermine him. He can help you with anything. Anything. Go and enjoy being led by the Holy Spirit. Have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you have not received him, I pray that Jesus baptizes you with the Holy Ghost this morning. Receive him. He is for you and he has come for you. In Jesus' mighty name. Let's bow our heads and pray.
King of kings and Lord of lords, we thank you this morning for the gift of the Holy Spirit, whom we have received, Father, and whom you have given us. We thank you, therefore, for a beautiful journey with the Holy Spirit, that he will help us, he will teach us, and that above all, Lord, we will yield to his leadership, his guidance and teaching. We give him our hearts, we give him everything else. Spirit of the living God, thank you for revealing Jesus to us. And thank you for guiding us through. In such times as these, we need you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.